0: Are you going to North Wilkesboro this weekend for the Truck Series and NASCAR All-Star Race? If so, we want to meet you. Rick Houston and the Daily Downforce crew will be at North Wilkesboro Speedway this weekend. We'll be at the Moonshine and Motorsports Trail booth in the Fan Zone on Saturday at noon. We'll have a show truck there and some cool giveaways as well. So come check us out and say hello.
1: for a little behind the scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand. Pipe wrench and channel lock pliers. And they weren't new. They yeah. had been they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. Wasn't so, the first deal they built, I bet. No, <laughs> no, you know, you, I think they were they had the, the pliers had been red before the paint had worn off. <laughs> cars and there were really no match but he thought he was doing pretty good and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappear but then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh and comes back towards him and it, it, as he said it was a game of chicken and i was the chicken and so he ran <laughs> off the boat, and actually he was the guy who who caught junior johnson at his daddy steel when junior got tangled up in a in a barbed bar wire fence <laughs> So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast available on YouTube, DailyDownforce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Seam Bought Podcast.
0: Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography.
1: W. Oh, yeah. Ready. What the f***? Copy. Right on down. We got to go flat. Unbelievable, man.
2: Way to keep your head in this. Holy oh. f***. What's oh, boys? Oh, no, boys. Oh, no, boy. Yeah. What yeah. I'm done with it. It's your face. That's a fail. Steve, you look beautiful. you great.
1: Oh.
3: 250, 250, that is how many times that we have gotten together on a Wednesday night, whether all four of us were here or two or three, whatever the number is, 250 episodes of NWP that all started with a guy that looked like a weird radio host with no hair, with a bad camera and bad mic with another guy who was awkwardly sitting in a bedroom. That is what started NWP and has progressed to what it is today. I'm glad to be here, joined by the three hosts besides myself, uh, Eric Estep and Darian Gilliam and Jarrett Iceberg lundberg I am so happy to be here with you guys. But every one of these milestones we get, Mrs. Danny B., Mrs. Claudia B., she always does something a little bit special for us, and I can't think of a better way to start this episode off with the 250-episode NWP Cake. And what a better Ooh. image than the out-of-the-groove daily downforce car that had all of our channels featured on it at Darlington earlier this year. What oh my a great that was in the history of NWP, and it's one we'll never forget. And we've got a lot more memories to make along the way guys let's get right into it as i cover up this cake give me one moment i need to make- um,
4: i'll be over after the show by the way just just okay. i can taste Gary's it from over. here Four
3: slices coming over to get him, get him some of that that's covered <laughs> up we're out of the way now let's get off the cake for a little bit and let's get into some hot takes eric you are going to start us off tonight
2: <laughs> what's spencer saying i'm caked up with excitement what does that mean <laughs> <Caked> oh. <up. laughs> uh, yeah well we appreciate everyone being here 250 episodes my gosh it's been a whale of a ride we're a quarter of a millennia old or something like that I, I, my a, math is a bit off it's our semi-quincentennial episode oh try saying that five times fast uh my hot take It has to do with probably the only playoff driver this weekend who made a mistake. We were talking about this earlier in the show, but most weeks of these playoffs, there's a few playoff drivers either crashing, making mistakes on pit road, whatever the case may be. That didn't really happen at Las Vegas. All eight playoff contenders finished inside the top 11. That includes Martin Truex Jr., but Martin Truex Jr. left some points on the board when James Small inexplicably left him out at the start of stage two. My hot take isn't that you know, oh, it was a, what a terrible decision by James Small. But my hot take is more that I think fans should lay off James Small just a bit. This was a bad decision. This was a bad moment. But I've seen many fans calling for James Small to be fired. All right, it's finally time to admit it. Truex needs to move on. And I just say pump the brakes. I think there are a couple things about James Small that we need to remember. First and foremost, not even two years ago, they were in position to win the 2021 cup series title together uh, until a late race caution at Phoenix allowed Larson to beat him on pit road. And another thing I think that needs to be considered is that it takes a special kind of temperament. I believe to work with Truex. He's a pretty chill guy when he's not over the radio. Uh, you can hear with James small, they, like to spar back and forth, a la Jimmy and Chad. But even back in the day, the classic quote, you're all fired when his pit crew made a mistake on pit road. Truex can get hot under the helmet. And I think James Small, more even keel, a little more laid back, got that Australian accent, is the right temperament to work with Truex. So I know I'm going over my time, but uh, while the mistake on Sunday was bad and could cost Truex a spot in the championship four, I don't think we need to necessarily look to fire James small so quickly. I think he still is one of the better crew chiefs in the garage. Well, I have a hot take that I actually
5: kind of teased last week. I was about to say it and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to save it for the hot takes. Um, and this is mine and it probably has nothing to do with the race itself. Unless you're talking about in the back. Uh, though I think things would have been very different had this season went differently. Uh, and I'm going to say this. This season, without a doubt, will be the biggest missed opportunity in Chase Elliott's career. And here's my reasoning, and here's why I think that had he run the full championship, if their mojo is not interrupted by injury, by suspension, by everything else, I think he would have won the championship this year. Chase Elliott, even in his worst season, has been one of the most consistent drivers in in a nerfed downfield. This field is inconsistent. I think the best average finish is around 13th. Chase Elliott, if you were to like look at who scored the most points per race, and you put Chase Elliott's next to everybody else's, he's second or third. He's right up there with William Byron. He's better than Kyle Larson. He doesn't have all these DNF's inconsistencies like that. I think that this would have been Chase Elliott's year had it not been interrupted by the injury, by the suspension, And 20 years from now, looking back on 2023, this will be the year that is the one that got away for every reason under the sun. And I think that, I think he's a championship favorite for next year.
4: This whole, like, you know, as far as the ratings is is concerned with NASCAR races, this whole, like, all went up against football, yada, yada, yada. It doesn't seem like a good enough excuse to me anymore, and it's funny I say that because I was just at an NFL, at a football game uh, with Danny a couple weeks ago, actually. So, um, but this is nothing new. It, you know, the playoffs have been going up against you know football for years now. It's almost uh, you know, the NASCARs, you know, version of you know whether it's the chase or the playoffs have been around for two decades. And I remember on the uh this old show on Speed called Pitbulls, one of the reporters stated. NASCAR's ratings will increase like ten to twenty-five percent, uh, huh. because of the playoffs. Yeah, uh, look, even exciting playoffs just don't do it really. And I don't know, um, you know, it, it there's a lot of factors that definitely factor into this. You know, popular drivers perhaps not being, you know, in championship contention from you know some races not being, you know, the best in terms of you know on track product, but. To me, this whole thing of like, oh, football's like, you know, that's the number one reason, yada, 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 it's overblown to me. I don't buy that for a second. It's one of the reasons and has been for a while, but it is not the main reason.
3: So my hot take is something that I was talking about a little bit on Twitter this week, if you guys saw this. And it's kind of sad for me and Nashville and some of the other guys around here. Uh, I believe NASCAR is no longer – trying to make their awards ceremony a big deal like they have in years past. Uh, I look back on it. Last year was announced in September of 2022 that the NASCAR awards and champions week would return to Nashville. We're three races left in the season. And there has been zero confirmation of where that would be, when it will be, or if it will even be at this point. And last year we saw the burnouts on Broadway go away and, you know, it, not sure if that was going to come back. Well, now we ain't even sure what's even going to Nashville. It, it could even be something as small as a private ceremony at the NASCAR Hall of Fame, if they even have it. I am going to go on a hot take and say, I think they just don't care about that anymore. This has been such a weird year that we waited so long to even get the pl- schedule for next season that something like this, as simple as celebrating your champion at the end, just don't care about anymore. And it seems like that's been put on the back burner by NASCAR.
4: Damn, I'm going to finish last in the hot take thing. I already know that. Everyone else's was great.
5: <laughs> you know, it's funny um that you bring up the award ceremony cuz last night um I just couldn't sleep. You know, I just you, you know, you ever have those nights where you're just swimming in your head and all and so I couldn't sleep and so I started looking up just weird stuff. And I decided to rewatch parts uh not the whole thing cuz I'm not gonna you know, sit up for 4 hours, but I actually rewatched parts of the um 04 and 06 awards banquet man, that was actually entertaining.
3: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. but,
5: but like, so the Oh four one started off with bill Weber ripping on. And again, the reference here pit bulls. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, and then after that, like I, I fast forwarded to like Dale Jr.'s Speech and man, he's gotten better at public speaking. <laughs> I, I think that, I think that I was better at giving speeches in 2018 than he was in 2004. And I saying something, man, cause I was bad. Um, but then there, there was um, what's his name? The dude that ripped on Danica that one year at the awards banquet. I didn't realize oh, the, actor. Long. the actor, yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah. also did. Yeah, yeah if you're a he list actor. It, yeah. You can make it as like a NASCAR awards banquet. Hopefully. He had some yeah. funny
2: Damn. speeches in the 2010s, though. There was he a did. few years. I forget. I don't remember his name either. But
5: I was, I was just so blown away by how entertaining it was, and also how dated it was. But the funniest part, <laughs> the funniest part. Is Kyle Busch saying the wrong girl's name when he talked about his girlfriend? Oh yeah,
4: yeah, that's an all time. I've seen all timer. Yeah, that's <laughs> an all timer.
5: And it wasn't Samantha he was talking
3: about.
5: Yeah, I think he said Eva. Yeah, or
3: Eva or something. I don't know. Imagine something. if NASCAR was at the point where we could, you know, literally afford to get some big names like have Pat, have a Pat McAfee hosting the award awards. Nah
4: you know hey you know what based off this weekend they'll probably um they'll probably get freaking nick cannon to do it watch get nick <laughs> cannon to host it with all of his 13 kids in attendance
2: oh. you could fill an auditorium
5: <laughs>
4: you you fill, can, yeah
5: yeah one <laughs> kid for every 2013 playoff entrant yeah sounds like he, you can know, fill a uh a racetrack too
3: anyways so <laughs> <laughs> let's move into the
2: uh jay moore that's the name of that comedian no, or the actor thank you. guy yeah. thank
3: you. well uh to kind of segue into that i think a lot of jay moore's time at the awards was held in las vegas where we raced this weekend mm-hmm. so let's get into it here uh, kyle larson I said it in the title of this video kyle larson is locked in he will once again be contending for the nascar cup series championship and we go to phoenix at the end of this year fellas what do you think about larson's big victory
5: who has two thumbs and picked Larson from the start of the playoffs season and the whole time to be the champion this guy woo no i'm not saying he's going to win the championship but i'm not surprised
2: uh, lie, lie, lie. don't don't you stick to your guns yeah okay. no, you stay you, you, hey no no yeah, i'm, not, I'm saying it, I'm not yeah.
5: guaranteeing it because it, it, it's a crapshoot like he could he could get taken out but I'm, I'm saying he stuck he's, he's not getting taken it. out of he's Phoenix. A, Phoenix isn't yeah. I mean Chase Ellie got taken out last year.
2: He took him well, he took him yeah. You know, well he maybe he took himself out, you could argue. Yeah, he pulled the Carl Edwards, but <laughs> yeah. like but,
5: but I, I'm not surprised at all. Uh I think Kyle Larson, whether he's statistically the one to beat every week, has the speed to be the one to, to beat every week. Kind of like me on the uh, hot take poll.
2: Yeah, <laughs> God, just, I see that. Man, you got fifty percent of the vote. Like That's it. impressive. <laughs>
5: Well,
3: I think it's kind of mine kind of took away from the other two this time for once.
2: Yeah, 7% anyways. (laughs) This is why we only have a two-party system. (laughs) Um, Uh, Larson, though. Uh, Sorry, back to Kyle Larson. Yeah, no, dominant win. I agree with basically everything Jared said. Uh, The first round of these playoffs, it was Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson were the two clear fastest cars each week. Um, Since that first round, I think Larson has separated himself from Denny a bit. Um, like Denny, Denny was still fast in the second round. I think he had a couple top fives, but he had just a horrible race at the Roval. And then, uh, Las Vegas, Denny was fading towards the end, fell back to 10th, while Larson obviously, you know, maybe faded a little bit, fell into the clutches of Christopher Bell, but still held on for the win. So, uh, no, just a dominant performance. Uh, and I think the last time Larson won the first race in the round of eight, 2021, he went on to win. The Cup Series championship, so mm-hmm. that speaks to your pick, Jarrett. I, I wouldn't. I would make sure I'm. I would stay tightly, uh, close, uh, tightly close to the Larson bandwagon. You're not even on the bandwagon. You've been there since the beginning of the year. I can't even call it a bandwagon with you. I'm. Impressed. I'm driving it. <laughs> yeah, you're you're <laughs> driving the bus. And hey, just take a look at last year when Logano won.
4: I mean, I don't think he was like, you know, like he wasn't the clear championship favorite by no means. But after he had won, you know, he he was already locked in, got some extra time to prep for Phoenix and stuff. So that's definitely going to help. And, you know, based on the trends happened in 2021, 2022, And now might happen for a third year in a row where the winner of the first um, in the first race of the round of eight goes on to win the championship. And right now um, out of the Hendrick stable. Clearly, right now, Kyle Larson has all of the momentum, but of course, you know, William Byron, you know, trying to win a championship, you know, trying to be that number one guy, you know, trying to join, um, trying to make it a trifecta of uh, Cup Series champions at Hendrick isn't too far behind either. So, um, I think it'll be a matter of time before he locks his way in, whether it's this week or at Martinsville, I think it'll happen, but...
5: Hey, if you're a Larson fan, Hey, you, you've been through a roller coaster, but Hey, it's worth it now. Well, du- uh, Duke chronic in the chat was saying Larson's save might have won him the cup.
2: Oh, that was right. a hell
5: of a save. That's right. I forgot about that. Thank you.
2: It yeah. was such a quintessential Larson win, you know, great speed, but he almost wiped it out trying to get too mm-hmm. much. Yeah. You know, right there. And then, you know, thrilling finish against, you know, a dirt rival of his, like, it was just such a like, Kyle Larson, say what you will. He is fun to watch, you know, whether he's, Checkers or wreckers, I mean, that's thrilling. All or nothing is fun,
4: definitely. Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, but but yeah, Yeah. no, that's the difference. That's the difference between a championship and uh being out of the round of eight there. So yeah, could have been a whole lot worse. But
3: yep, congrats to Larson. Yep, good win. Yeah, how about that? Bell definitely gave it all he had there at the end. But you know, speaking of uh, you know, miss missing rounds and stuff like that, uh, some guy who has not missed surprisingly is martin truex jr and once again he's plagued by some bad strategy
2: yeah yeah i talked about a little bit earlier i just don't understand why james small left him out like truex has had a terrible playoffs they finally had a smooth opening stage qualified top five stayed in the top five got some stage points so what did he do the first chance he got he decided to be a contrarian instead of just do what everybody else does come back out there fifth or sixth place keep your track position equal tires keep racing they decided to take an early gamble lost 15 16 spots lost out on stage points and they just never really recovered because once you get back at there around 15th or 20th these cars are so equal even at a track like Vegas with three grooves where you could pass it's hard to fully recover so uh i mean it's it's kind of crazy that a mistake just a, a just a lapse in judgment on lap 80 could effectively derail your playoffs, but Truex went from being 15 points up to only two points up, and he finished inside the top 10. That's all because they blew stage two. That's how important stage yeah. racing is this late in the playoffs. Well,
5: yeah, and the crazy part for me, just personally on this, I don't usually do this because I'm I'm always paying attention. I'm always writing down notes, you know, during races. Like if you watch a race with me now, like in the last year and a half, two years, I I have like pages of notes for every race, you know, just. Whether it's talking about it after the race itself, on here, I had to probably for the first time all year rewind it so I could hear straight like that. That was really what he did. Like hmm. that, I, th- I thought I was mishearing it. That's how out there it was for me. And I, I, I'll just say, if you know, he he came in. what Would you say how many points did he come in to the good area?
2: Fifteen. Fifteen. And he's
5: two right now. Yeah. Uh, he if he misses it it better be by more than 13 points <laughs> I'm just saying that is that is just I don't want to say catastrophic because I think that's overblowing it because he could very well come out and be as fast as he was last year and out dual Larson instead of getting you know turned on pit road but it's just it feels like there's that half step missing that that was there last year, even, even though he was not in championship contention and form. And I don't know what it is. Cause even Denny Hamlin, you know, Denny, Denny, isn't going to go out there and be like, my teammate sucks. He's going to miss it. He's not going to say that, but even he let it slip on his show this past week that he's like, something's not there. Like there's, it was there earlier in the season. It's not there. And, and if somebody that close to him that's next to that team in their meetings is saying that there, I, I don't know if it's something that can be fixed in two weeks that, because I just, I feel like it was just James small outthinking himself.
4: Yeah. And that's sort of been the theme for them, you know, every now and then like, they'll look great on these, you know, Monday races, you know, King of the Mondays, you know, winning <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And then, you know, they'll have, you know, lapses, you know, like this. And it's really and the way Trex's playoffs have played out this year in 2023, it seems like, you know, obviously he's not doing this on purpose, but it seems like, Hey, just survive in advance, just barely make it in just sort of, you know, do whatever. And I don't know, like, that's not gonna, I don't think that's really going to get you, you know, in, in the championship four, usually like now, if there's a season where, you know, oh, okay, there's a ton of chaos and, you know, in the, uh, in the NASCAR playoffs, then sure. But like, the in, in, you know, in this type of playoffs this year, it's like everyone's not really making a whole lot of mistakes so far. You know what I mean? Like, you know, compared to years past. So I don't know, like they just got to step it up and, you know, most importantly, get those stage points. If they would have gotten those stage two points, they we wouldn't even be talking about this right now. Just keep right. it simple. Keep it simple.
2: Yeah, I don't want to gloss over uh, his Joe Gibbs Racing teammate, Christopher Bell, either. I, I feel like we kind of skipped over the finish oh, of this P2? a little bit. Yeah, I want I just kinda of wanna ask you guys, like Bell was really hard on himself. I don't want to say really hard, but he was definitely down on himself. He said, Hey, I let my opportunity slip away, whatever. Um, he's minus two points right now. He finished second and he's still hmm. two points out. He gained on the cut line, but he's still below it. Um, I don't know. Do you guys think he could have done anything different that final run or even just exiting turn four? It looked like Larson kind of shut the door on him, but I don't know what y'all think. Nah. I think he, I, I mean, look, if you want to nitpick
4: it, then maybe like could have entered maybe a tad bit higher maybe, and then have a better exit off of four and then maybe go down to the apron and stuff. But like, I don't know, like in that situation, you know, once you look back, it's always, you know, what it could have should have at the end of the day, like he raced them fair and square, you know, like, um, you know, I, there was this screenshot from last year where like after him and Bubba had wrecked, like. He had gotten into uh into Bell a little bit. Well, then there's a screenshot where it looked like he turned him. And I was like, oh, he turned him for the championship. But like, nah, like that was that was just clean racing, straight up, you know, all the way. And I mean, like, he's obviously going to be upset because he wished he, you know, he, he uh, would have won it, obviously. But
3: other than that, hey, you know, not much you can do. And then who I was the lap card they were coming up on at the end? Was it, uh, was it Todd Gillen? Is that who they were coming up I think it on? it was Gillen. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I, I was watching that and I was like, oh, this is either going to screw Larson or it could help him and ultimately look like he was coming up on him, coming up on him, draft, 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 and then he, had, he just had to go up to not get stuck behind him and ultimately kind of put Bell right behind him. So I don't know if there's anything Bell could have done differently there.
5: I, I I think it's, you know, the only thing he could have done differently is something I don't think he wanted to do, and that's just flat dump him. To
3: wreck him, um, yeah. That's yeah, but, they have
5: respect for each other. But... I don't blame him for being that upset by it because we've seen this in the past, where somebody in the first race has this awesome run or has this chance to win or has been really good all year, and that one race was their opportunity. And the first one that comes to my mind is Kevin Harvick in 2020.
2: Um, oh, man. Bubba last round at yeah. uh, Kansas. Oh yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. I mean, didn't work for, out for
2: him for
5: Texas. So.
3: Yeah, no, Texas, I'm not. Texas, my bad.
5: But but that's what I'm thinking is is that like homestead is a wild track things can happen you can get up into the wall and be a top five car all day to 20th martinsville one bad pit stop and you're screwed there with the way that the package is right now so this could have been his chance and i think he sees that
3: i'm i'm not personally worried for christopher bell i mean mean, he did win martinsville a year ago um he is with his dirt background you know Miami's a track that if you're good at running the running the top, should be good for you. Theoretically, this suits up well for a dirt tracker to be able to know how to run the top line. Um, so I'm not I'm not really worried about Christopher Bell. I, I think he'll be okay. We'll get into more of the playoff grid here in a minute, but I ain't I ain't too worried about him. Yeah, me neither. No,
5: I, I I don't think that off of how he's run before, I'd be worried. It's just it is with these with these three races with how good a Tyler Reddick is, uh Truex is or at, at Homestead and then at Martinsville. Like the, the thing that scares me about Martinsville for all these guys is is the package. I mean the, the package is is pretty garbage Ugh. there. I mean you can lead the first hundred what what is it hundred forty one laps and then get caught in traffic and really never be a factor the rest of the day. That or
4: year, you can uh run two laps down and then just have a good strategy and finish P two yeah. <laughs> at the end.
5: I mean that so That's, I think, where I'm most worried. I feel like this one, it's weird to say because I love Homestead, but I I feel like this is the lull before the boring storm. I don't know the best way to put it for Martinsville, but that's kind of how I see it.
2: It's the storm. There's no – it's like the storm before the calm almost. I don't know if that's a saying. (laughs) There's a saying in there. We're just missing it.
4: Yeah, Um, no. Yeah, I I guess now that I think more about it, I guess there's probably some fans out there that are like, okay, like this is for sure going to be like – you know the last like you know some fans thinking this like for sure the last good race of the season or something like that just I'll based off this, of the though, next two tracks i guess
2: i i'd have to go back i haven't rewatched last year's martinsville race in quite some time but obviously remember the thrilling finish with chastain yeah but before that i still remember nbc pulled out the triple screen broadcast so there was stuff happening like i even this like Martinsville, the cutoff race at Martinsville seems to be immune to the next gen shortcomings. That's what we, I think, we I, can hope for. I
5: think, I think, and then my, I think we talked about this before the show a little bit. My worry is like everything that went right to go crazy in 2022 has went kind of the opposite way in 23, where I won't say it's necessarily boring because I think that this race was good. Like I thought it was. I know a lot of people were criticizing it. Um, we'll talk about it in the poll in a bit, though. It was pretty highly rated. Um, so I I don't I, I can't say for sure yet, just because it, it feels like at least, and maybe it's because we're used to it. It feels like the, the package for the short tracks, it at least feels like this year is worse than last. I've just I, I can't get nightmares of North Wilkesboro out of my head right now.
4: Oh, and y'all saw that in person too. I mean it was pretty amend. cool to see in person. So. Yeah, yeah, in per yeah, but the racing product though. But yeah. I've
2: What did concern me uh, on Saturday were the tire issues uh, because Larson, Mm -hmm. I mean, let's add this to the weekend. Larson had a tire issue, 10 laps, 15 laps into practice, just like his teammate Chase Elliott and Elliott crashed out and had to go to a backup car and was a non-factor on Sunday. Larson uh, was able to nurse it back to pit road. Honestly, that was the difference of his weekend. Imagine the difference if both Larson and Elliott went to backups. I don't think Larson wins on Sunday. Um, we saw some tire issues in the race. I know there was a few drivers that had some cut tires. There are also a few drivers who just spun out and then blew tires. So ultimately though, outside of Jones, I think even a host spin, I thought for a second, because it was a second legacy motor club car that that was a tire issue, but I think hosts just spun out and then had a flat tire as he was spinning. So I don't know, but either way, I don't know. I was a little, I was glad that tire issues weren't, weren't a big
3: problem. Yeah, the sure. biggest the biggest one stood out to me was the uh Ty Gibbs one. That was definitely one of the more hmm. weird ones we saw in the race on Sunday. So let's take a – so so
4: what exactly happened with that? Because I saw bits and parts of it from, from that part of the race. So the tire got loose, right? But it was still attached to
2: the – I don't know. It didn't come off automatically, did it? It was just close. It came off like on the restart, like a lap in, didn't it? Something okay. like that, or at least close to
5: it. Uh, it it definitely gave one of the most odd shots that we probably saw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Because like it was like the entire just the tire part of it came off. It it sort of like just all came apart at once, like like a Lego set almost, or just like each individual part just started falling off one after the other. But when it happened,
4: sorry. But when it happened at first, like was it like did it look
5: obvious? Where it was like, oh, that's definitely falling off, or like, oh, it's a flat. I mean in the in the chat here uh, Duke Chronic says that the rotor cut the rim off. he okay. so I think that's that because it was definitely it wasn't a normal like yeah tire flying off like we've seen the last two yeah. years. So, so when that it
3: come was, off it was like tire but also the rim coming off mm-hmm. at the same time.
5: Yeah, so that begs the question for me.
4: I was like okay, if I'm the crew like do I even like admit that? Am I like, I hope it just blew up. It just, you know what I'm saying, Eric? Like, did I even admit that, you know? I think or- it was
2: pretty obvious that they yeah, made a mistake. Okay. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I mean, they could they, certainly, like, at least just, try say it was, it, right? just say it was an accident nascar said in the past has been okay with that that's a good enough response
3: <laughs> meanwhile ty Gibbs, you know was saying uh man i had such a good pit crew and they took him away to go win a championship yeah <laughs> and, it, and, it, had, and it took him seven
5: races to have good pit stops but they're having yeah, them damn true. it yep <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> and you know, they, history, I mean, what yeah.
3: happened i traded them, and then they, poof gone yeah out of there yeah, uh, I want right. to add
2: something Uh someone some folks were talking about Larson doing the IndyCar test I, I should have prepared better for this show but yeah I mentioned this is a quintessential Larson Sunday with the spin or near spin the win, the thrilling finish yeah I forgot he also drove an IndyCar at Indianapolis Motor Speedway at 220 miles per hour earlier in the week so and I, like and car. he won the high limit yeah. series championship in the same week like that's kyle he's, larson man
4: I, hey imagine imagine testing it for the indy 500 being your side quest like yeah. your current oh, side quest gosh. you know what i mean it's a good that's way a, to put that, it
5: that's the life that's he the took life all the side quests from from the looks <laughs> yeah. of it um, yeah. but i'm it, it might it, it might just be larson season man it might just be like full-on larson season right at the yep. end yeah it, i and you know what what were our? i, I want to go over really quick what were our final four picks Uh, Before we get into the rest of this. I don't remember now.
4: I don't remember,
2: but I had Larson out though. (laughs) I had him out. Uh, At the beginning of the playoffs, I had the heavy favorites. I had Larson, Hamlin, Byron, Truex. Uh, I modified mine a few days ago before this round. I replaced Truex with Reddick, but the rest of mine stayed the same.
5: Because I had, I I know I wrote down at least last week that I had Larson, Byron, Hamlin. Those three have been constants. And then the other one, like it was Truex. I think now I have Busher, which is I'm not, not looking great on that one. At the <laughs> he moment. he was
2: the only guy who didn't really seem to show up this weekend, and he still ran like 12th or 11th.
5: Yeah, it. it what's the? It reminds me of back in the day, uh, with the old chase where they would start at New Hampshire, and like everyone would have a good run. Like it's like you have your like your cupcake track, like your easy track here. <laughs> just rainbow rode it right into to the the chase starting out. And I feel like that's what this round is with Las Vegas. Like as long as you don't get wrecked by someone else's dumb decision, you should you should have at least a top 12 to 13 finish on the day. That's and that's yeah. what it kind of felt like at least with this race, which is not not bad by any means, but you're kind of I, I think at this point I'm waiting for the explosion of all hellberg and loose.
2: Well, Ooh. for a brief moment, we thought Blaney finished last. Can we talk mm. about that yeah <laughs> that yeah.
4: was what was up so they say oh dq'd and then nah, no no dq <laughs> well I, so
3: think I, don't, I don't i don't know I just, that's just kind of sus, the whole situation yeah i what's think what's us
5: about it? well i think they said it was the template that was okay. that was messed up in in
2: the inspection which what well, it not yeah it sounded like something that could easily have come loose over t- time but it was also the kind of thing where from what i sorry from what i saw uh nascar kind of went home and said hey it seems really unlikely there's not really a good reason for them to have messed up the shock in that way so let's double check our equipment and then they found the error and then made the decision at least that's the speculation i've seen from 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 folks who probably know a lot more about this stuff than i do which that at least sounds plausible you know I, Teams have messed with shocks before, but maybe not in this way. And so that sort of raised an alarm bell. Like, wait, why, why would a team do this? Let's let's double check. Where, okay. why did, and then they found an issue. But of course, the conspiracy theorists will just say it was Roger Penske, you know, <laughs> greasing some palms and uh, and and so on and so forth.
5: Well, hey, look, do yeah. you guys want to see the craziness, though? Because like the, the playoff grid changed immensely in the span of 24 hours.
4: Yes, let's do
5: yes. it. Okay, so I'm 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 gonna pop this up on screen really quick for y'all. Um, so these are the current ones that we had leaving the track. This was this is what we were looking at. And then it turned into this. Drastic <laughs> difference. 56 <laughs> points back for Blaney. Oh my god. <laughs> and then it went back. To this.
4: Yay! Classic changes Yay! again. Yay. Back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> so
5: I I have to admit if I'm Ryan Blaney at that point, I'm just I, I the first thing I think is, what the hell did you guys do?
1: And yeah, then after
5: yeah. hearing that it was oh it was okay, it's fine, then thinking, What the hell did you guys do looking at NASCAR?
4: <laughs> just looking at everybody. But, I, yeah. I just
2: I, I will <sighs> I mean, we don't know exactly what happened, but on the surface, I have to respect NASCAR for owning up to their mistake, like taking that PR hit on a Monday night and saying, yeah, we effed up. Here's your points back. Like, I feel like there was an era, there was a stretch where they would double down on like, even if they were, unless it was clear black and white, they made a mistake. They would not back down. Hey, the ruling is the ruling. Suck on it. Like, you know,
3: that's kind of where it goes. didn't even have to appeal it or anything.
5: 1990 Mark Martin. It was a similar deal where every, everyone Mm -hmm. under the sun, but Richard Childress said that would not help his car at all. It's been under the specs for a year and a half now. And NASCAR basically said, rule the land. You better not lose the championship by X amount of points.
4: Yeah, exactly. How it was. Yeah. And thankfully NASCAR is like, you know, they were fair in this assessment too.
5: Denny brought up on his show that, uh, it is completely different than when he started out in, like, in 05, o five o six. He said that the way that the people running NASCAR now and running the competition side look at these kind of things and look at basically all of it in general of penalties is so different. Because in certain instances, like what you see with penalties, they let it slide. Whereas, like, stuff like this, they would just be firm on it. it it's it is insane the the complete difference that NASCAR has, but I agree with you on this, Eric. Like, I I give it to them. Like, they, they have thrown fits before, and they didn't this time. If we're, like, look earlier in the season, there's a lot of Hendrick fans that thought they were throwing a fit after
3: like what Richmond.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good point.
3: So, as far as like we're one race in, we know what the playoff grid looks like now. I don't want to just give my championship four predictions on where i sit now because i think it's going to spoil my race win picks as well but i will just say of the three of the three guys in the top four not locked in i think only one of those guys is going to be in the championship race at phoenix that's what i will say
2: Mm, okay, okay well the question i see you asked the chat is larson the current title favorite and it looks like they're leaning pretty heavily towards yes he is and certainly i understand that he's got the advantage of having two extra weeks to prepare he's won the championship before both he and cliff daniels are battle tested that's all fair um he's probably the favorite but what i think makes this these playoffs so interesting is the eight drivers remaining i think if any of them get to phoenix it's a toss-up like last year, and it was kind of the way last year, like we had Chase Briscoe in the round of eight last year, and everyone was like, dude, what is he doing here? He thinks he's on the team. How did he get here? <laughs> um, but if he'd made it to Phoenix, didn't he win the spring race last year? So yeah, like He would have been yeah. a favorite. He would have been a contender. Um, this year, kind of the same thing. Ryan Blaney, even you know, without the penalty, he was the bottom seed coming into this round. What's Ryan Blaney doing here? Probably the odd man out. He's been so good at Phoenix the past couple of seasons. If he gets to the championship, he might be the favorite. So larson's gotta be the favorite because he's locked in he has that extra that extra prep time but william byron beat him straight up on a final restart at phoenix in the spring uh, yeah. ryan blaney i just mentioned him i don't know i, I think it's going to be really competitive when we get to that championship race
3: it's going to be exciting it's going to be exciting if, if byron gets there i hope they've got a i hope they've got a hat that's like two times the size of what they've been bringing yeah well, <laughs> jumbo
4: hat a big hat championship
5: i'll ask you guys i mean it is double digit points for reddick blaney and busher of those guys any of them in a must win scenario do you guys
4: uh, i think all of them are i mean like you I only did. got two yep. you, you got two races left chris i mean already you know obviously one spot in the uh in the championship four is locked in got uh three more and looking at the point separations above the cut line, plus nine, and then, you know, Todd with Truex and Denny Hamlin, you know, plus two above the cut line. Then you have Christopher Bell minus two, and then there's that gap right there. So, I mean, yeah, you could go for stage points here and there, but I I would assume everyone's going to go for stage points, right? So at this point, with two races to go, you have to go for um, for wins. And in the case of uh, of Tyler Reddick and Ryan Blaney, hmm, Maybe Homestead might be your best bet out of the uh out of the two.
2: I think yeah. they're all in must-win situations. Because I mean, look at it this way. Martin Trick's Jr., I think got six stage points, finished ninth, and still lost 13 points to the cut line. Like that's the thing. Unless you're going to run top five and all the stages end at the finish the next two weeks, I think you need to win. And as good as Busher was over the summer, Reddick's been hit or miss. Blaney's been probably a little more off than on. Mm-hmm none of those guys are going to run top five here from here on out. It's just not, they're not going to do it. Yeah. I just,
5: Yeah. I, I I. see your guys' point on that. I will speak the devil's advocate that 13 points lost in one race that could be lost by any of those guys up top. It could be lost again. This is the definitely a lulled race. I think in a lot of ways, maybe the calm before the storm before the calm is what we should call it at this point. <laughs> um, but th- that's, that's where I'm looking at is that, Homestead, even though it is pretty much a one-groove racetrack at this point, especially in the daytime, is still an incredibly difficult track to race on. And all it takes is one of those guys running top five in stage two to spin, lose out on stage points, get chucked back to 30th, and then have all day have to spend trying to make their way back up. Or half the day, I should say. So I I can't say yet they're in must-win. I think Busher's the only one I can say is. Uh, but for Reddick and um who's it? Blaney. We just talked about him. Uh for <laughs> Reddick and Blaney, I I don't I think they're on the edge. Like I don't especially Reddick because he is probably gonna get top five stage points in both round, be up front ahead of a lot of those guys that he's racing. Um it is a good track for Truex and, and Hamlin, uh and just Gibbs in general. But it's also it's just a good Toyota track. So I, I can't say necessarily that I think he's in a must-win yet. I, I think Busher for sure, Blaney, I'm leaning towards it.
3: Yeah, I'm kind of the exact same way as Jared. I think Busher is the most in a must-win scenario. I think these can be good tracks for him, these next two, um, but he is the one that I would put in the, the most in the must-win category. Ooh,
4: so interesting. We got to split down the middle, me and Eric on one side, you guys on the other side. We're supposed to be agreeing with each other, I thought, the whole time. <laughs> No, that's what makes this show good. Is we, we don't always agree, yeah, that'd be boring, though.
3: But, but uh, speaking of not agreeing, I guess some people did not agree to watch this race. Talking about TV ratings from this one, <sighs> it reached a 1.3 rating with 2.194 million viewers, which is down 16.2 percent from 2022. And in the key demographic. We only hit 267,000 people, which only makes up 12% of the total audience. And the oh. playoffs through these first seven races are down 7.3% as a whole. And the Xfinity race had 810,000 viewers on the USA Network.
4: Oh, okay. That's not bad, I guess.
3: And that's not that good either. They could have sometimes had yeah. a million. yeah. Oh cable. man,
2: I'll cable. I'll give him. I'll give him that number on cable. But um, the the one thing that sticks out to me really quick, um,
4: the demographic thing. Like, wasn't it thirteen percent last week, and now it's twelve again? Like, it just I keeps going down. Week. Oh, it did. Yeah, okay, it, uh, it was thirteen percent a couple weeks ago. Okay, a couple um, weeks. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it just
3: keeps. I don't know. It just keeps fluctuating, like up and down, up
4: and down, and stuff. But yeah, that's. I had no football
3: excuse this time because the Titans took their L <laughs> <ale> that morning. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting also. I, this is also the first, you know,
2: playoff races you said right there have been down almost. I think all, all, but maybe one playoff race has been down so far. I thought there was one that was up by like 2%. I may be wrong.
3: Uh, um, Texas.
2: Texas. Yeah, Texas <laughs> on, the, on the come up. It also and Texas.
5: rained out the year before to later in the night. Oh, right? uh,
4: okay. Okay. Oh, uh, well. Okay. For a full well, I guess scope. On, on paper,
2: Texas ain't so bad after all. Huh? But, uh, but the, um, Sorry, but the crowds for the most part for these playoff races in person have looked really great Mm -hmm. with the exception of Las Vegas. It looked fairly sparse, even by Vegas's standards. That I will chalk up to the uh, Raiders playing at the exact same time across. Yeah. As far as the attendance (laughs) and stuff. Yeah. That's uh, that. I will criticize that. I will at least blame partially on the NFL, but no, as far as the overall ratings decline, I don't know. Uh, How do you guys, do we want to have that, this debate again? Uh, I mean, is it the playoffs? Is it, Purely that sports like the NFL are getting bigger and NASCAR isn't? And so, is it purely less people watching TV, not just cable, but just TV in general? How do we get young people involved? I, I'm excited about that iRacing video game. I know we all are, but, but like, what do we do? Where, where, where well, there's so many different paths we could take with I this. I think, I think there's something that NASCAR fans and NASCAR itself need
5: to just come to grips with and the networks too. Uh, NASCAR is a spring and summer sport and that's how people are going to see it. And when they watch it is generally, cause you saw like over the summer, there were ratings increases and you consistently the last two, three years, I'd say honestly, post COVID have seen where everyone just drops off at the end of the year. I don't, and, and I am pro bring back full season points, have stages, do whatever you want, but I don't think it's a hundred percent. The playoffs I am my voice cracked more than the ratings did. <laughs> uh, I think it's um, I, I think it's a time of year. I think it's the playoffs itself. Uh I, I think that though the, the hard truth that a lot of people need to come to grips with is that NASCAR is the best available thing when the ratings go up in the summer and early in the year. It's, you know, it's generally not going up against any major events for the most part. Uh, especially in the middle of the summer. like It's going against, yes, I know baseball's on, but that is very regional. And I think NASCAR at the end of the year goes from being the best thing on to basically just kind of a niche sport. And and people, I think, should accept that. Uh, I I went back and looked. It's down... The playoffs are down 17% from 2018. I I do think the playoffs are part of it. Uh, I mean, IndyCar had its most watched season in 12 years. Uh, F1, while not up from last year, still is skyrocketing in a demographic NASCAR desperately tries to reach and can't do it. Um, I think you can, you know, you know, you all know my, th- we've said it weekend, week out, you know, my thoughts yeah. on it, like where I think that they should go with it. They won't. Uh, so how do you make, how do you make something that has been proven not to work to bring people in? Cause it, it is, I think it is an indictment a little bit on, on it that, you know, if the playoffs were going to bring people in the way that, that NASCAR says it would, why is it that, uh, every year outside of 2020, which was a very odd circumstance, uh, the playoffs have been down every year since 2013. Like that, that uh, uh, it is you raised a good
2: question. You raised a good point or question in your video today, Jarrett. Um, like I'm trying to think realistically, what could NASCAR do? Cause I think NASCAR should have a 30 race schedule. They're not going to do that. That seems almost completely off the table, if not completely off the table. But like, is it even realistic that they would drop the playoffs? We can talk about, hey, they'll go back to a 36 race, yeah, every race equal, you know, full season points. But would they actually do that? Would they like all the fa- fans you may have lost 15 years ago, 20 not years ago, or over the last 10 years changing the format? Yeah, they're not coming back. And do you risk losing fans you gained in the past five or six years by changing it? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just trying. To, I'm trying to think realistically, and I'm sorry if you can hear There's like a it's a mosquito truck going by in the background. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all can hear that. It's a loud humming behind my head. Um, but I, I just don't. know If they do change it, how I lost my train of thought. But I, I just I'm trying to figure out what's realistic because I I don't think there's any chance NASCAR dramatically changes the format for a long I, long
5: time. I don't know because it, it's not I. It wasn't NASCAR that that uh, was the driving force in the format changing in 04. It was the networks. It wasn't NASCAR that was the driving force. In True. 07, it was the networks. It, wasn't it was the ne-
2: sponsor, right? And then the networks. Sponsor and then... networks
5: in 04, networks in 07. Then yeah. they had the change in 2011, which I think was more of a response to Jamie McMurray. I- I'll give you that. That was a NASCAR one. But generally staying the same. They changed it in 2014 when ESPN's a lame duck, lines up with a new contract coming up. And now we have a new 17. contract.
2: 17 was monster. Didn't they want something to differentiate yes. from the... Oh, spring? yeah. Uh, yeah. Right.
5: And... And rumors say maybe Toyota, too, a little bit because of the debris cautions at the end of, at Homestead, stuff like that. So I think if it was up to NASCAR, they'd leave it the same for 30 years. But you now have negotiations going on when your money races are down 7% from the year before, uh, from a, a playoffs that was flat from a 6% de- decrease the year before that, uh, a 17% depending on which race you look at is 17 to 25% decrease in the last six years. When the rest of the season has stayed stable, um, it might not be the playoffs all itself doing that. Uh, but I don't know if the networks are going to look at it that way. They're going to, I think the networks in NASCAR want to do whatever is going to draw people in. Do I think realistically they're bringing back a full season format? No, I, I don't. I, I wish I've wanted that. I've stood on this hill for 20 years and it's never changed. Uh, and i will I will still stand on this hill, but I understand it's a losing battle um I think that the problem is I think that they're gonna they've they've doubled tripled quadrupled everything down, and I think they're just gonna keep doing more of it like I expect changes going into twenty five like i do i just i fully expect yeah. it to happen at this
2: point that's probably uh i mean that's probably fair. <laughs> Danny with these polls. Yeah. Um, He's having fun today. (laughs) He's having fun. Uh, yeah. Um, I think there will be changes in the future. I I don't want to sound so pessimistic. I think they could go back to a full season format. I just wonder, I just, I just think it'd have to be a long-term play because short-term you're going to piss off the new fans and you're not going to bring back any of the old fans. Um, but yeah, you know, my my take on this is I've always and I've said this for a long time. I'm I'm cool with two formats: the one we have now or the Winston Cup format. I don't think we need to keep modifying it in any like little way here and there because that just continues to delegitimize it further and further. I like the current format, but I also want to see the sport healthy. I like the Winston Cup format as well, so I'm I'm good with either one. I just I'm trying to figure out what like how NASCAR could come to that decision. Like, what would they? What would it take for them to actually throw out this playoff format they've spent decades trying to well, perfect?
5: And I'll say part, like, okay, yeah, I see people in the chat like, you know, oh, magical thing, it's football. Uh, it's went up head-to-head with football for 40 years, college and, and professional. And I actually looked at it, on Sundays, the NFL is down this year. Like, yeah. on, on on Fox and CBS, when it is going head-to-head with NASCAR, the NFL is down. Uh, so there's this this weird excuse <laughs> that people have, that football is just ever expanding, and everyone is watching it more and more. It it does not line up with that. Yes, football is big. Of course, the ratings are going to go down. That's probably big reason why we have all this stuff implemented in the first place. But I'm I'm I am sick of the excuses. That there's always an excuse, or there's there's for the longest time in the 2010s. It's always well, we're not under four million. Then it turned into nope. no, not under three million. You know what? We're okay. not under two million. You no, know, it's yeah, about man, two million. Keeps going like, down and I, I hate the complacency that so many people have. It's like, oh yeah, it's just you know cratering every single week or every single year or uh, generally trending that way. And it's it's always something else's fault. It's never what can NASCAR do to improve. And this is gonna blow people's minds because it matters to us diehards, but it doesn't matter to people outside of it. Formula One has proven this. The racing product isn't the what's bringing people in
2: agree
5: that's
4: uh all the other stuff
3: the racing so, this uh, weekend
5: i thought was probably the second or third best playoff race
3: and they had do you chronic do you chronic brought up an interesting point here are people watching it somewhere else meaning like illegal streams i think right. is what he's getting at there is, yeah well there's a lot of people doing that i'm sure I think the number is far insignificant to really make a here's, big difference. Here's
5: why I I trust the Nielsen side on NASCAR more than I would on NFL or NBA, especially. Uh, NASCAR has an older audience, and the percentage yes has went down this year, but has been pretty consistent for like the past ten years on the younger demographic, like percentage wise. Yeah, maybe there's some magical 800,000 people that are between 18 and 25 watching NASCAR that we just don't know about because they're watching illegal streams. But it, I think it's more that they're just not interested, especially this time of year when there's so many other things going on. Yeah, again, it's part of it. But the major, like, are we really expecting a bunch of people over 50 to be finding Twitch streams? Like, no. I, I mean, that's my question here. Like, yeah. like if, if it is good really point. everyone watching on other platforms that people our age watch and younger and teenagers watch. Like, are we, are we? Listen, my parents, they're on TikTok a lot. They They know how it all works. That's good for them. Most people their age aren't. Most people that are in yeah. their are sixties, seventies, eighties—they're not watching stuff on TikTok. Like, so
4: what is a kick? What is a kick?
3: <laughs> is that what I? No, I I'm still asking. What, what is a kick? Really? But, but... <laughs> so
5: I, I think that's just—that's my thing. Is I'm—I'm I'm sick of the excuses. I—I—I I, I, I don't think it's all on NASCAR. It's not all on football. It's not all one thing. It's not all the points format. But it, there is—we've seen the leveling out, and we've seen this before, and the and. People forget from 2009 to 2014, the ratings did not go down. They leveled out generally. They went up and down, but were within a similar range. And that's what we've had since 2018. And now we're starting to see that same cycle that happened around 2014, 15. Like you're starting to see something similar again. And, and at that point, I think it's, it's more NASCAR and the network's got to look internally. And what do we do differently? What What is not working? Not, oh, it's the NFL's fault. Oh, it's... It's always basketball, baseball, whatever. I
2: yeah, no, I'm with you there. It, trying to pass the blame off to outside factors only works up to a certain point. I mean, there is truth that cable is being cut. There is truth that there is competition from other sports, but these are trends that have been existing for a long, long time. So to to chalk everything up to those variables is lazy at this point and isn't actually productive. I'm just I'm just trying to think realistically what's something dramatic they could change that will bring new fans in for the next year, the next five years, next 10 years. And I'm just not convinced changing the format is that answer. And I I just don't see a realistic way NASCAR. I'd be shocked if NASCAR did that. Not saying it'd be a bad move. It'd be a risky move. I'd just be shocked if they took that chance.
4: Yeah. I mean, I would assume hopefully, you know, over time, if we get a good video game as well as the Netflix series. Hopefully that 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 would help. That would help. Definitely. It's not going to be a, you know, it's definitely not going to be a, a well, uh, an end all, cure all. What are sure. th- I
5: I thought of this after my video that I made the other day and, and kind of when the ratings came out, all this stuff. What are th- what are the things that we've seen bring the biggest increases to to people watching NASCAR since? We'll just say since 2018. It wasn't a hail melon. It wasn't Events. big ass crashes. It was okay. So Chicago, that was a big yep. one. But that's, not su- that's not sustainable. No, it's not. It's it, not. You're right. Uh, Ryan Newman, his crash, and the subsequent media attention. There was did, it, a did huge, that bring ratings? There, yeah, it was a it was a big increase in 2020. Um, I have it right here. It so there was five and a half million. It was about a from the Vegas race the year before. It was about almost a one million viewer or about a half a million viewer increase. Same with the second race. So that, that's a big one. The COVID mm. first race during COVID. Uh, am, am I missing any? It's just,
2: it's big. Like the, the first year of the clash at the Coliseum, you know, yes. when they do something that's super huge and unique or it's, it's those, it's those, I don't want to say viral moments necessarily, but see, I think part of why formula one is still selling so many tickets, even when the champion's been decided for three months is because they race typically only about once in each country. And so every country, you have a whole people that are able to rally around that event. Each event feels very unique, special, and like, uh, I guess, unique, like custom, like it's it's very, it's our home race. And there's a lot of local support for that. And I just think when you have 38 races in America, again, I, I think this schedule in a perfect world should be cut by eight to 10 races. Won't happen for money reasons. But if we want to make NASCAR feel special again, you got to naturally lower the supply a bit. And I think that'll cause every race. If we want to do the one race in every market strategy, maybe in the future, that could help make each race feel more like an event.
5: Because I think the attendance is showing the diehards are there. Like they're they're Yeah, I, they're there.
4: Especially in the playoffs. Definitely. Like, I mean, Eric, you had, um, you had said something real earlier because the only solution I would see, at least like, you know, just, you know, kind of, put a bandaid on it now is yeah. Shorten the schedule, but then, yeah, that's they're not going to do that. Cause that mean less money and stuff. So I feel like it's a similar problem. Like I'm going to take this to another sport. I feel like a similar situation is happening in boxing right now, HBO and Showtime sports. Like they're shutting down now. They're completely leaving boxing out to dry. So like, and, 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 uh and meanwhile, like the UFC, like they're on a whole, um a whole nother level now. So I don't know. I feel like, you know, like, you know, NASCAR hopefully they don't go down that route where it's like hey F1's starting to take over a little bit and stuff you know like they just got to get this figured out man sooner so, rather than later because it was similar excuses in boxing and now similar excuses with so this NASCAR stuff
5: we we talk uh, you know I think that's a, a good one to look at and I think we talk a lot about the comparison to F1 but what's IndyCar doing that's made IndyCar so much more popular i think part of it's putting on network tv yeah i
4: was just gonna say that like that i think that's the main thing. so availability
5: that's yeah. the big one. what else though because there's there's a certain i, I don't know if it's confidence or or just like a beatness about indycar uh, that that there isn't with nascar even though nascar last year had a ratings increase too so that what what is something that other motorsports are doing to bring in motorsport fans
4: uh well first i'm maybe more accessible as far as fan in terms of fan experience maybe because i mean obviously look you, you get a You could argue simplicity
2: and... you could okay. argue yeah. like the simplicity of like, like that's is the biggest knock i get that i understand with the with the current playoff format not that it's oh it's a one race champion the eliminations like that a lot of people get past that it's the complexity of the rules, like I've tried to explain to my girlfriend's family who watch sports, but don't watch racing how the NASCAR playoffs work, and they're eager to learn. Oh. And it takes me repeating myself dozens and dozens and dozens of times to get through to them. And they still forget by the next time I have dinner yeah. with them, you know, so it's, uh, it's yeah. complicated. And in general, just simple. La- yeah, in general, just less gimmicks too.
4: Just less way, like way fewer gimmicks. It's and they're talking argument. about add. They're talking about maybe like I remember there was a rumor talking about adding a playoffs. So I'm like, no, y'all, y'all are no, way the, better didn't off than the that.
5: Drivers actually strike that down. Like, did the yeah, drivers it, make? A, I, like, and the same thing happened. I think with Formula yeah. One where they went, they wanted to do. I, I I remember it was in the 2010s, or I believe it was. It was like right after I think Lewis Hamilton won of Lewis Hamilton's championships. Um, but they wanted to go to whoever has the most wins wins the championship and the driver mm-hmm. struck it down before they could even really make a big announcement about it. Well, so, usually
4: usually the guy who has the most wins in F1 usually wins the championship anyway. Yeah, so. yeah,
5: but but what I'm saying <laughs> Yeah, is, yeah, but like yeah, I get what you mean though. Yeah. I get what it, It's yeah, so listen, I I really do think that at least on the diehard side, we're going to watch no matter what the championship is. And yeah, peop- and bro. so it, And people outside are not tuning into NASCAR to watch the championship. So the points format to me, like it's more, it's becoming less and less of an argument. Like now at this point, it's just, I think it's an argument of preference. Like what, what format do you prefer? Because for me, like I'll prefer the full, full season. I know Eric, you prefer the playoffs. Uh, And and there's that mix there too. And in the chat, I, I think at this point, it's not going to matter what the format is. People are going to watch for different reasons than they did 20 years ago. And 20 years from yeah. now, they're going to watch for different reasons or watching now.
4: Absolutely. Are hard to predict. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. NASCAR, please get it together, please. So,
3: well, that's it. I know some of y'all talked about this. I have way too much power with these polls, but yeah, better <laughs> a poll. We need to take a look at the results. Of Do you have Ed? a take on
2: the playoffs or on, on what we just spent 20 minutes talking about, Danny? <laughs> oh, um, not to put you yeah. on the spot, but we are on your team. That's a good point. <laughs> okay, I forgot. Okay. No poll for his opinion. Playoffs,
3: as far as playoffs, it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> we've we, we've we've had this discussion too many times now. They they ain't getting rid of this. They're they're so far invested into it at this point. Why on God's green earth would they just decide? Oh, let's go away from it now. Because I'm sorry, the ship has already sailed for them to try and go back away from this. And at this point, I just. I, I just don't see it changing.
4: Yeah, I feel you. No. But yeah, Eric, has spoken. You're funny, spoken. <laughs> you're funny <laughs> Eric. All right,
3: you want you wanted you wanted me to answer you. Okay, I will answer you. Yeah, there, there you go. go.
4: And now it's time for
3: the poll,
4: the famous iceberg poll on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast.
3: As far as what you guys thought about the race at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, 18% of you said it was a great race, 57% of you said it was a good race, giving this race a 75% net positivity rating, 19% of you said it was an average race, 3% said it was below average, and 3% said it was a bad race, giving it a 6% net negative that just sounds like people who uh, were stuck out in Las Vegas and lost money to casinos. Yeah,
4: okay. Nah, true, true X fans. That that's what it
3: is. <laughs> yeah, true X fans out there getting salty about it.
5: Well, the first comment was from Napa Racing fan. So positive, negative,
4: <laughs> or meme. meme? Meme, meme. I know
5: this dude. Meme. What a finish! Bell nearly beat Larson. One HMS car locked. One to go.
2: Damn, damn it! Damn, damn it!
5: it. I overthought, yeah, I was like, I was What's just that? like James Small, I uh, overthought. <laughs> <laughs> overthought it, man. Uh, let's see, look at the others, so you guys will be proud of me on this one, I actually went and scouted out the the gutter comments, so when we get down there, I can read them and I don't have to, like, check them on it.
3: <laughs> okay, um, there you go.
5: But, top one here is from Sly Supersonic. Who said I'm I. proud of Christopher Bell for racing Kyle Larson clean on the last lap? He's a good kid, highly underrated in my opinion. I'm getting the feeling Kyle Busch and Ross Chastain are going to play spoiler for the rest of the year. Ever since the Roval, those two have been bad fast.
4: Yeah, I mean, like a week. One race. Yeah, just yeah, just one race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought, I, I he's thinking, right technically. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's a good hey, point. Hey, he's right. Hey, he's not in a week
5: um let's see ice car uh says love how the radio broadcast said 16 to go here your artificial drama talking about christopher bell running down larson and then it actually almost happened <laughs> i, <laughs> I was, was, was hyping it up yeah they was hyping it up but they were like oh it's actually doing. let's, let's see um Twister says, this is probably the most underrated race of the year. This has spectacular racing, comers and goers, and a great finish. Easily a race of the year candidate. I'm not going to go that far, but.
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll maybe, eh, I mean, at the very least,
5: top 10. I'm now, top five. Eh, I'll agree
2: know. that it's going to be one of the most underrated races. Yeah. Um, but it's not race of the year.
5: Yeah. Uh, Burger says, Bush gets back-to-back top fives. He's starting to get back on track. It's a little late now. <laughs> um, let's see jgr for life says wasn't that great of a race but the finish made me vote good uh, oh. scroll oh. down a little bit. uh <laughs> this is dated x travel says great till blaney was disqualified ah uh, you gotta update the
4: comment update the comment
5: <laughs> uh u.s ship uh u.s leadership uh, <laughs> it's, it says U.S. leadership are liars. Uh, average at oh, best. Funny, funny. <laughs> I uh, was like, wait a minute, I'm a U.S. ship. Oh, um,
2: edgy
4: stage
5: winner <laughs> MTJ says L winner, and then we get to the gutter.
4: <laughs> All right, so
5: Starting time. here with Daniel says race sucked because a Hendrick car won. That's I can see why that's down to down a burner. <laughs> KFB sucks. Says bad race. KFB got a top five. <laughs> Such a hate- he's already out of the playoffs bro Like, <laughs> what are you- and jojo says an hra really? is so much better it's yeah. fine bro have
4: you it ever been fun. in person yeah now there is a nitrous uh challenge where like fans will stand behind while they're you know have the engines on and stuff and yeah i'm never doing that again <laughs> <laughs> your eyes burn up so quick bro i gotta i don't know how people can stand behind it for that long but but yeah that's it and that'll conclude this edition of the poll. Excuse me. The famous iceberg poll on the NASCAR weekly podcast.
3: Before we go and talk about the strange result of that Xfinity race, uh, it is the top of the hour, and my phone is getting an alert that uh, – I'm going to talk about the wrong thing. Gonna... <laughs> I knew it. <laughs>
5: You need to focus more on it's the segment the hour, ahead, not them
3: polls. Your, uh, st- it's time for the first Super Chat stage break, not the other thing that I was thinking about.
2: <laughs>
3: gotcha. Go ahead, man. Okay. Well, we want to start off with a massive and I mean a huge thank you to the legendary Jimmy Leos. Becoming a member to Danny B Superfans and immediately following it up with a $250 Super Chat. You generous madman. I appreciate that. Wow. So much, Jimmy. You didn't have to do that. Jimmy's the best. I'm thankful for your very generous donation to the channel. Appreciate that very much. Hi, guys. Happy 250 episodes and good job for Jarrett for making to all of them because yes, he did, in fact, never miss a single episode. The rest of us all have missed a few here and there. But not Jarrett. perfect attendance award for 250 episodes. Wait, don't you have a perfect attendance award somewhere? Do you yeah, still have it
5: up there? I don't gotta get an update
4: one just yet, gotta get a new one.
3: <laughs> new right. but again, thank you, Jimmy, very, very generous. I cannot believe you did that. Ness Nas Carson 2414. Now that we know how to say this, 499, <laughs> appreciate that. Congratulations, NWP guys, on 250 episodes. Eric, go Texas Rangers. What track from each of you do you think should host the final race and why? Right now, any place that are in Phoenix, I just do not think it fits as a championship venue. You might as well just bring it back to Homestead, bro.
2: Homestead or Las Vegas? I like the idea of an interview. Las Vegas is less less realistic. Oh, my Astros are bouncing back. Five zip in the
3: (laughs) the fourth inning right now. Homestead. Yeah. Homestead pretty pretty unanimous here. NASCAR sitting 2414. Appreciate the $1.99 extra. Uh, have a fun time in Homestead, Eric.
4: Will do. Appreciate oh, yeah. It. You'll be there. That's right.
3: Spencer Purcell, appreciate you being a member for 28 months of Danny B Superfans. Episode 250. Man, what a journey this has been. Absolutely, Spencer. And we're glad to have you on board mm. as a mod at Danny B Talks 2 to help us out along the way. Marky Mark, appreciate the $2. Let's go, Blaney. Let's go. Well, congratulations. He got to go around that penalty. Jam Plays Games, appreciate the $1.99. Dang it, now I'm craving cake. Thanks a lot, Danny B.
4: Bro, I've been craving it ever since I saw (laughs) it.
3: Was that a cookie cake? I couldn't see it. It it is 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 a cookie cake.
2: I have... Mm -hmm. If there's one thing I love nearly as much as Raising Cane's chicken tenders, it's a good cookie cake. (laughs) It
3: is a tradition of NWP that Claude brings out a cookie cake for each milestone. Lori Allen, appreciate the $2. Nothing said, just a little one and a little party balloon thing. So I appreciate that, Lori. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dinoco Cup Series, appreciate the $2. SHR and Xfinity, three wins. SHR and Cup, zero. I
4: didn't think we'd be seeing that. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about the winner, too. Good for him. Good for him.
3: Matthew Brown, appreciate the 999. Hopefully, this is a sign that luck has turned around for our number five Larson fans. Williams struggled a bit. Chase was unusually slow. And Alex, well, it's about what you would expect. Oh, this yeah. HMS, go Larson. That's three. Right. And we will pick back up with Manny18KB when we come back. Appreciate you all once again for your uh generous Uh, donations to the channel we are funded by viewers like you thank you and now let's talk about the xfinity race this was the riley herbst domination show that none of us ever saw coming
4: i always hoped i always held that hope that you know like okay he's starting to improve more Then maybe there might come a time where it's like okay he'll either fluke into a victory but oh my gosh 11 12 13 seconds who would have thought that man and at his home track too so um you know he went to school at uh at a bishop gorman so a mm, bit of a ways out um way from the speedway but it's still vegas nonetheless and you know grew up racing at the Bowling and stuff you know yes he had the funding but lately he has shown at times that it's like okay he does have some talent here he's not it's not like oh you know, he's totally talentless here but, you know, he's also ran pretty good on the super speedways and cup. So, hey, great, good for him, man. You know, finally gets the W. But not only that, does it in dominating fashion? Like, I don't know. Like, it, and they already announced his plans for next year. So, hopefully, this builds a ton of momentum into 2024.
2: Yeah, I had heard that he, you know, after the way their, uh, you know, season ended. I forget what the track was. They had a couple mechanical failures there towards the end uh, down the stretch um i kind of heard that like maybe riley and their group who were bringing all that funding to Stuart haas were really upset with the team um because the team let them down Uh, they brought a lot of funding to that program and they missed the playoffs this year you know riley could have obviously been better but really by no fault of their own um so for him to get this win the same week he announces that he's actually coming back to Stuart haas next year for another season um only makes this even more special uh We've been hard on him at times on this show, and I think justifiably so. He's, what, three, four years into his Xfinity career, been in great equipment the whole time, and he finally, <laughs> finally got a win. I mean, he struggled for a while, but I think this year we've finally seen signs of growth that, hey, he may never be a legit Cup Series star. I don't think that's his ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, but a legit Xfinity Series driver who could contend for playoff playoffs every year maybe wins more consistently – I think we're starting to see glimpses of that driver. So I, I'm happy for Riley. Really great moment for him, and I hope uh, it's just a sign of more to come next year.
5: I just can't get over the fact that he won by that margin—fifteen yeah. yeah. seconds
2: over half a lap at Las Vegas—and
5: in the stage era too. It wasn't like it was a 200-lap run that led to this. I, I think there was—it was a pretty long.
2: It, it was a long run, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was like maybe 80 or 100 laps at most.
5: Here's the crazy thing to me, is. That gap went from ten to fourteen seconds between thirty and twenty laps to go, and then he just rode around and still made up a second. He could have flapped the field if yeah. he would have ran the speed he was going four seconds every ten laps he could have he could have been close to lapping the field at the pace he was going uh so that has to be a huge confidence boost going into next year. do I think he'll do this again No like do I think he'll win again, yeah. Like I, I think that we've seen the improvement, um, as you know, this year I'd say the start at the end of last year into this year, leveled off, disappointment, and now we're starting to at least see that come up again with it. Um, but man, I, I want to say this though, don't let it overshadow the fact that John Hernamecek went from last to second in this race.
4: Mm-hmm. He's a beast, ain't he? Him and that team, man. From a playoff yeah. perspective, that is a big story. Yeah. it's huge very huge but yeah
5: completely overshadowed
4: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but something about these storehouse racing cars with dominating these Xfinity races like because I remember what was it oh yeah 2017 Cole Custer won Homestead by like 17 seconds I think I don't know what it is about this series yeah I don't know what it is about the team in this series but you know having random races where a driver and team will pop off so interesting
5: and then uh, I guess the last little bit is playoff wise, Sammy Smith and Sheldon Creed. Do we both, I think we both all have to agree here. They're both in must win.
4: Yeah,
3: pretty but, much. Yeah. And they're in must win. Both these guys know they're not in this car, the same car next year. One at least knows where he's going, though.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. But yeah, no, that's the Xfinity
3: series. That's the weekend. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, the weekend. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen,
5: <laughs> the weekend.
3: and uh you know now uh you know nick saban alabama there's a big orange storm approaching them but as far as i know there's a there's a storm coming here right now
4: yes sir and it's the lightning round on the nascar weekly podcast Jarrett, go over the news for today
5: Danny, I don't know if you saw last week, but we said if we had a drinking game of how many times you bring up Tennessee during the season. Yeah, the I have dead. to.
3: I am I am contractually obligated as a graduate <laughs> from the University of Tennessee.
5: I'll keep my mouth shut. Uh, shout out to the Spotify crowd. <laughs> I knew you. For uh, your poll. Uh, I asked you guys your favorite video game franchise. And, uh, well, the EA Thunder Series won with 70%. Technics had 9%. Uh, as did the OG Heat series. New Heat series had eight percent, and five percent said other slash motorsport games. So <laughs> oh, yeah, they're
4: just they just trolling. That's all. They just the, That
5: are that are the the um, what do you call it? The uh bar is like on the other side oh. of the world right now, and so easy to hear for you. Uh, but outside of that, though, a uh, couple things here, silly season wise to talk about. We talked about it a moment ago. Riley Herps back at SHR in the 98 Xfinity car. And Matt Mills will take over at Nice and the 42 from Carson Hosevar. Uh We talked about it earlier as well. Kyle Larson has completed his side quest of Indy 500 rookie orientation uh, and testing. Sonoma is going to be repaved before its race next year, according to Bob. The NASCAR Fan Council's weekly survey has asked in-depth questions about the new NASCAR game, about what's important, what stuff they want, what they don't want, um, and is actually a very useful survey now from the sounds of it. Uh, Corey Heim will remain at Tricon in 2024. Uh, And then a couple things to end off on. Uh, One, spicy. Another Mm. one, And another one that is piqued my interest a lot for the next week. First off, Ron Devine, former owner of BK Racing, has been indicted on four federal charges for failure to pay payroll taxes. That's uh that's a no no. Uh so maybe maybe I believe Landon Castle will get paid. He was the one that needed to get paid, right? I, I don't remember. There's so many drivers that need to get
2: paid. Oh, Corey LaJoy, yes. I know,
3: also needed to Yeah, uh, it's multiple drivers, multiple drivers,
4: including Greg uh, Gray Gaulding, I'll, I'll I think. I
3: probably even need to check at this point. Greg Galding, <laughs> yeah,
5: send him a check, bro. Um, On the bad side of things, TV negotiations apparently are going smoothly, but there's still no sign-in when they're official, according to Adam Stern. Um, I'm going to read between the lines and say that's that's interesting to look um. at, especially with the discussion we just had about TV yeah um but back to the internet here eric i believe in six days you have a bit of an event that you just announced to talk about
2: indeed october 24th that's this coming tuesday uh groovy hollow returns uh i'll just lead off if you want more information head to groovyhollowraceway.com that's where you can find the link to donate because once again, this event is for charity. It's for the charity Extra Life. Uh, we've worked with them the past couple of years. I think combined, we've raised over $20,000 the past couple of years. So we're just looking to continue to uh, add to that total. It's all going towards the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. So um, good stuff, great stuff. Uh, but that's, what yes, that's Tuesday- One more time. It is groovyhollowraceway.com. Uh, again, it's next Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. It'll be broadcast on my youtube channel gonna be a lot of fun halloween themed costumes spooky paint schemes and a whole lot more and uh i'll post something about this probably tomorrow but we do have some incentives uh for those of you who donate you donate certain amounts we have some certain prizes we'll be able to send your way uh, one of which may include a certain uh very groovy daily downforce uh diecast car if you're really feeling generous um so i'll have more information on that soon but yeah that's this tuesday can't wait now, quick question: Do we uh um
4: do we know the drivers yet? Has that been said? Or Most no? of the
2: driver lineup is is confirmed, um, but still in the process of sending some invites out. There'll be some familiar names from the real NASCAR world, as well as I'm sure uh, those of you who are really uh, connected to the sim racing community. There'll probably be a few names who you'll recognize from there as well. I know in year one we had Josh Berry win the whole thing. Um, I don't know if he's coming back to defend his title but we've had David Shieldhouse win it last year. So uh we'll see. I think he will be back to defend his Groovy Hollow title. Um we'll see who gets it done year 3. It's going to be Cup Series cars at Iowa this time around. Oh, so, be interesting. Uh, Very interesting. A little, a little different. Yeah, I've seen Apple racing fans already got the Iowa corn in the chat. So mm-hmm. um yeah, can't wait.
5: And that's that's
3: it. Pretty
4: and that'll conclude this edition of the famous lightning round on the nascar weekly podcast and now back to the show
3: and just like that it's time to talk about (laughs) homestead
5: oh my gosh when when have we had a show this quick i mean we we can we... we could talk about drivers 76 through 80 if we want <laughs> <laughs>
4: Let's talk about the uh 1, greatest drivers in NASCAR history. All right.
2: My, number of thousand. <laughs> well, did y'all see uh what else do we talk about? Let's see. We can oh oh, did you see Bubba Wallace and Ryan Blaney got into a fight on social media fight? NASCAR star bro. Blaney, Bubba yeah. trade yeah. blows on Twitter. I'll, oh, it was ugly. I'll Brudal. say
5: this. Um I'll put uh 10 Monopoly dollars on one of those rage bait clickbait youtube channels thinking it's an actual fight and and mm-hmm. then making a video on it like just i'm waiting for the next week to see it where it's like bubble wallace again who ruined nascar is now yeah. fighting with ryan <laughs> well, no. blaney lashes say, out uh, no. i was about to say there's probably
4: gonna be it's probably gonna be titled and thumbnail like oh Bubba wallace can't help himself oh he did did it again <laughs>
3: he did it again here, but. Here, here's something to scare us i have glasses yeah i was just about to say what the hell are you wearing <laughs> i don't really need these. these are blue light glasses i just wear them a little bit when i have to stare at the
4: screen oh blue
3: i have those too i have those too yeah i got those
2: y'all are all just copying me i don't know if i like this we are
3: <laughs> we're slowly morphing into one person yeah but we need to figure out the height advantage though
4: and then what else, what else was there besides the fight? Uh, and I just
3: threw that out there. Well, oh, I can yeah. talk about uh, how Tennessee is going to no. win this Oh, no,
4: no. Nope, nope. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move
3: on. Okay. We'll, we'll save all- that for
4: Saturday, Danny. I'll be over. We'll save that for Saturday.
3: Homestead, Kevin Harvick, this Bud's for you. He's back in number four Budweiser paint scheme that he won his only championship in in the 2014 season at the track that championship was crowned at at Homestead Miami Speedway. Guys, it looks beautiful. Do we think it can run well oh, in no. one last try here? No, no, <laughs> no,
2: hey, hey. he's not.
3: I don't think he wins, but top
2: five, he could easily run top five. He's good nah. at Homestead. Come on, Eric, come on, bro. What <laughs> come on? All right, top 10. All right, top well, 10. Hey, they he start
3: for he, the picks.
2: He was like 25th at the start of this last weekend's race. He drove up to like 10th by the end of all the right, first stage. I right,
3: right. pick him to win. I think, pick him I to think win.
2: he fit. Oh, I didn't say when. I said, said top
3: five. <laughs> <laughs> I said top five. I want to all make right, that extremely clear. Right. <laughs> um, Marco Andretti, he is a notable entry to uh, note in the truck race, and he will also be in the number seven truck at Phoenix as well. Um, this weekend will set the final four for the NASCAR truck series. They did not race at Martinsville after many years of being one of the only series who uh Good with the Cup Series there. They did not go there uh, for this go round. John Hunter Nemechek will be in the number 42 legacy car at Homestead. Uh Josevar will be in the races at Martinsville and Phoenix. So, John Hunter Nemechek, despite it being a Chevy, uh, he'll get some seat time in the 42. So, looking forward to that. The Cup Series race this weekend... Uh, conveniently named the Forever 400 uh, honoring Kevin Harvick this weekend. This is a 267-lap event. Your stages are broke up, 80 laps in Stage 1, 85 laps in Stage 2, and 102 laps in Stage 3. This race is set to start at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Big NBC with radio coverage by MRN. Weather for this weekend Uh, Hotter than what I'm used to up here in Tennessee now here lately. 86 degrees, partly cloudy skies, and only a 9% chance of rain. Your defending winner of this race is Kyle Larson. The Xfinity Series race is the Contender Boats 300. This is a 200-lap event with your stages broke up into 45 laps in Stage 1 at Stage 2 and 110 laps in the final stage of Stage 3. That race is set to start at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on USA of radio coverage on MRN. Wetters, this weather for Saturday is 86 degrees, sunny, and only a 5% chance of rain. Your defending winner of this race is Noah Gregson. The Truck Series race is the Baptist Health 200. When that race is 134 laps total, 30 laps in Stage One, 30 laps Stage Two, 74 laps in Stage Three. That one is going to be taking place on Saturday at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we've got a doubleheader weekend on Saturday. That one will be on FS1 radio coverage on MRN. And weather same as we already mentioned for the Xfinity Series race, the defending winner of that race is Ty Majeski. Darian, what's Vegas saying about this weekend?
4: Oh boy, there is one clear-cut favorite here, and it's usually not like that. It's usually pretty, um, pretty balanced, but they're clearly going one way. Kyle Larson at plus, um, at plus two fifty. It's one of the smallest ones I've seen. Like man, they just think he's gonna run away with it. Uh, but Tyler Reddick is plus five hundred behind him. Martin Truex Jr. at plus 550, Denny Hamlin 700, and William Byron at plus 750. As for the best of the rest, Kyle Busch and Christopher Bell at plus 1,400, uh, Ross Chastain plus 1,600, followed by Blaney and Elliott at plus 1,800. For the underdogs, Chris Buescher, who's, you know, like, you know, could make the argument is in a must-win maybe, you know, uh, plus 2,000, along with Brad Keselowski as well. Uh, Kevin Harvick plus 2,500. Um, Bubba Wallace plus 2800 and finally Joey Logano rounds it out at plus 3500 now the fantasy league not uh, the fantasy league points uh for NASCAR fantasy oh my gosh it is it's insane now for the first one the main one uh yeah Sean 48 NY his lead continues to build uh, he's, um, he has nearly a 200 point lead over Denny delivers Trevor sports 98. Uh, I don't know. You got to defend your title, but it's not looking too good right now, but me and him are tied for third and rounding out the top five is Polish victory lap. Now, as for the second NWP fantasy league, this has become my most favorite now because I am now the points leader, just seven points ahead of room HMS who's held the points lead all year what's going on and then JC underscore in 43 and third in fourth is race roar 48 and rounding out the top five is 42 Larson five and also uh, another favorite well kind of a favorite now because I'm starting to do better the fantasy pick points what are they
3: yeah so NWP pick points we have the chat You are the leader with 551 points, and you have 14 total wins this season. Eric, you are in second, 13 points back with 13 total wins across the board. Darian is third, 36 points back, 12 total wins across the board. Jarrett, you also have 12 total wins across the board, but you are minus 54 back and forth. And I, although I'm not as bad as I was in years past, I am in the basement, 80 points back with 10 total wins across the board.
4: Yeah, that face is a perfect description of my feelings, too. I'm shocked that I'm in third, too. Yeah, so that's a perfect picture for the pick points. But, yeah, nah. Eric, what's going on, though? You uh, feeling more confident, though? You, uh, I lost kind of a
2: thought. few points this last week, um, Hamlin fading towards the end there. He ran top five almost all day and then finished 10th. That kind of cost yeah. me a potential, potential big weekend. But... But I feel pretty good about Miami. I think I think Chat and I will probably agree on one or two picks, but all I got to do is just scratch and claw. There's three weeks left. I don't need to make them all up in one weekend. I just need to gain a few points here and there, and I'll be in business. So I'm feeling okay. I'm okay.
4: Hey, but, but, but Eric, tick-tock, tick-tock, though. Man, I know. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> hey,
2: it can, can, needs forward progress from here on out. I can't have any more steps right.
3: back. That's all. That's all. So, Eric, you laid a thought. Who's going to win the truck race? Well, I really quick, because
2: this is a truck series uh, cutoff race right now. Corey Heim is the only driver locked into Phoenix. Um, Hosts of our plus 23, Ekis plus nine, who just announced an extension and Nicholas Sanchez plus three are the top four currently. Um, Grant Enfinger minus three, Ben Rhodes minus five and then Majeski's minus 19. Zane Smith. Ooh, little Zane Smith all the way down at minus 36. Uh, I think he's going to get the big win this weekend Ooh. i'm going zane smith i think zane smith wins the truck race i was leaning car i, I think i sent jared my picture and said carson host mm-hmm. i was leaning carson host earlier but um just before the show I-, I i forgot i changed my mind so i'm going zane mm-hmm. okay of every driver
4: in the field fate of the universe on the line you need a win I want Matt Crapnom's case. Yeah, <laughs> Zane Smith. Zane Smith is my pick. Zane Smith.
2: Give me Igwe Dala. Dala exactly. <laughs> yeah. You
3: start. You started mentioning a guy who needs to be watching himself this weekend. Apparently. Well, yeah. <laughs>
5: oh no, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I am not going to go take his backsies on my pick. I am going Carson Josevar. I'm giving him the win this week.
3: I, too, am going with Carson House of R, and the chat is obviously saying it is time time. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. All right. So, it's you and me, Eric. Let's
4: see if we can... Uh, Let's go, it.
3: Zane. All aboard the Zane train. Yes. Let's mm-hmm. do it. All right, Eric. Who is going to win that Xfinity contender boat this weekend? <laughs> <Probably>. Um. <laughs> Man,
2: back, I I kind of missed the days Noah was racing in this series and he was the clear favorite anytime they came here. Um now it's I guess it's more fun. It's more wide open. Uh I'm going Austin Hill.
4: Okay. Wait. My hold on. My bad, hold on. Let me see. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So uh hey, we know uh What happened when this guy raced uh, the last time, you know, coming out of nowhere, you know, running inside the top five, bro. He's back again, bro. I've seen enough. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to win at Homestead, bro. Yeah, I've seen enough. I've seen enough.
5: Junior! Yeah, there we go. See? I don't care if I'm biased. I don't care anymore. <laughs> it, it, I I get this is special. I get two weekends this year to be biased, so I'm got, I'm taking full advantage of the second one.
3: Clear clear favor here. The Bass Pro Shops car at Miami. It's Dale Junior this time. Yeah,
5: yeah. And and... the chat is uh, who's the chat going for? Uh,
4: like... I see
3: Uh-oh. a little mix between Custer, Nemechek, and Junior. So yeah, I'm just put a poll-, poll for those three. three.
4: Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, for those three. But yeah.
3: Well, who's going to suck.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Suck in the cup race. Uh, I like to try and pick a cup driver. And I know this guy's had some flashes of brilliance at this track back in the day, but I did not like what I saw from him at this mile and a half last week. So I'm going Chris Buescher. will struggle this dude has a track
4: record for running the wall, the high lane and he he usually just messes up like he just usually just hits the wall too many times then breaks a toe link blah 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 or like gets into some other shit uh Ricky Stenhouse jr is the most obvious who's gonna suck driver for a track
5: like this i uh, I'm gonna go busher too just because i I always get at least one of my final four picks wrong and this is the one it's trending towards so might as well go for it
3: I'm just picking outside the playoffs here. I'm saying Chase Briscoe will suck this weekend.
4: Mm. And really close uh, poll so far. Very close.
2: Indeed. Dark holes. All right. Uh, Dark horse pick. Uh, I'm not going to go with the playoff drive for this guy, but I feel like he's not going to win this year, but he's been so close. I think he's so close to breaking out of his shell. I'm getting a lot of early William Byron from this dude. Ty Gibbs, I think he's going to have another solid top. Top six, top seven run. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy's the
4: future of the team. Uh, they're on the comeback trail right now. They're quickly rebuilding. He had some experience uh, in this race last year filling in. Last second, John Hunter is
5: the easiest underdog pick. I'm going to go for Hello. the guy who didn't race this one last year. Bubba Wallace.
2: <laughs> it's he funny. Learned. I had John, er- yeah, he I had John Hunter written on my
3: uh, thing, and I literally scratched him out and switched to Ty. games. <laughs> He's so like, nah, that's
4: it.
2: <laughs>
3: And I'm going to go with the guy in the special paint scheme this weekend. The race is for him in the forever 400. I'm going to say Kevin Harvick takes his Budweiser Ford and finishes fourth, actually. Both take.
4: Perfect. Perfect. And it looks like the chat's going with, uh, well, as far as the poll is concerned, John Hunter, I think.
3: As far Edges as they are going, going for underdog, I'm gonna give them the 54. I've seen a few of those.
4: All right, seems fair. And I'm assuming we gonna give him John Hunter Nemechek for the win.
3: Yep, they've had enough time. All In right, hole, they're going with John Hunter Nemechek. It was and, it was close for Dale Jr. And Eric Kujik pick again for Xfinity.
4: Austin Hill. Okay. Ooh, so they're going de- another different pick than you. So we, okay. A little
3: little difference here. We All things right. could, things could
4: easily get shaken up
3: hey respect chat respect
4: last one respect to the chat for not just like picking the same guy and like just like hey we'll just pat it so no, that's a that. good
2: that, shout out to the chat you're right darian yeah. that is we're, we're playing well, hard playing fair playing
4: fun. Yeah, it's
3: good they probably realize they don't want to go with the guys who are currently in the basement so
4: exactly yeah exactly and now for the main event who's
3: gonna win
4: who's gonna
2: win at homestead eric I have a feeling the chat and I, and many of us may agree. uh, Kyle Larson.
4: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's the most obvious pick, especially based on the odds, but I'm going to go with the guy who was right behind him in the odds. Tyler Reddick. I'm
5: going with a Chevy trifecta this weekend. Kyle Larson.
3: (laughs) What decision? Tyler Reddick.
2: And hey, if, it, if it's not Larson, it'll probably be Redick. Uh I'm looking
3: at the chat right now.
2: Ooh, what y'all and doing?
5: I, don't, I personally saw a lot more fives. I'm gonna say it.
3: I mean, I'm giving guys. it. I'm giving it to Larson. I think it's a little bit more cleared than but you would think.
5: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah,
3: probably mostly Larson. Give it to
2: Larson. Yep, yeah, Larson goes. All right, there it's you a go. Few Harvicks though. I'm just so, saying. I've seen from well, at least three different people, four different people Harvick.
3: Oh, there's more. There's more five. I've seen more forty-five than have four, but I've seen more five than I've seen those other ones.
5: So, uh, just to let you know, the minimum points that one of us can score this weekend, uh, before tying and all, but the minimum points one can score, I believe, is 12, 14. and okay. the max you can get with the full sweep is forty-one. So,
3: Ooh, I gotta get that sweep. I'm bro. still screaming Please. no matter what. So. <laughs>
5: I, I'm i like the very, very outside chance. Darian could actually insert himself into this battle if he has a good weekend coming up.
3: Hey, just
4: need that look. We'll see. We'll see. Just need that look. But yeah, chat. Y'all got the five, though. Good pick. Good pick.
3: Before we get on out of here, we got more Super Chats to read. So let's go ahead and pick back up with Manny18KB. Appreciate that $10. I strongly believe the reason why the sport isn't growing is because there are less and less relatable sponsors. I got hooked on NASCAR when I was four it was because of Terry Labonte's Cornflakes car. Yeah, it's just simple
2: stuff that's, like that, too. Yeah, that's definitely a, can be a factor. No doubt.
3: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, can, can a little kid appreciate HendrickCars.com? Not really. Yeah. He ain't going to go out and be looking for a car.
4: Can a kid appreciate Ally? No. <laughs> Now, again, he's not looking for a
3: car, which is mainly what they're involved in. Can they appreciate appreciate that, Jarrett? Yeah, cannot at all. I mean, that that platform
2: back on your die cast car. What are you doing?
3: (laughs) Uh, B, appreciate the 499. You know, Eric lives in Texas when mosquitoes are big enough to drive trucks. (laughs) That made me laugh, (laughs) but I saw that. Yeah, (laughs) Ross crashed Zane. Appreciate the two dollars. Danny doing polls like Bowman at Daytona, always winning them. Mm. <laughs> Alexander Stigall appreciate the ten dollars. Max Verstappen clinched a twenty two and twenty three F one. WDC with four and five is is that the is that the championship? championship? Yes, world
4: championship. championship. The world championship
3: Is just a championship? What
4: is? No, man. but Danny, it's the world championship. Okay, the world
3: championship.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Clinched <laughs> it with four and five races remaining, and one hundred fifty thousand to two hundred thousand fans still sell out the tracks, and their TV ratings, I believe, are still up. So I'm pro full season points. Yeah,
4: but I mean, it's like Eric's earlier point. It's like, you know, it's a whole ass countries that are hosting these races, you know? So it's a lot different, I don't, you know? I, mean? I
2: don't right? I don't want to too strongly take a side. I just don't know that the risk. Oh,
3: there we oh, go. I
2: Hi. have the dude. Hi, sweet.
5: Hi,
4: I sweet. <laughs> I know
5: that the uh, chat was asking for it. Sorry.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, I don't want to be the guy who's like, no, we have to do the playoffs. There's no way full season will work. Full season yeah. might work. It's just risky. And I don't know if the risk is worth Taking at this point, I don't know. Is there other things we can try first to grow the sport before completely shutting down this playoff format we've perfected for 15 years? That's all. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, and also
4: NASCAR—they put themselves in the situation. If you do one thing, going to complain. Another thing, people are going to complain. So blame yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the dude. The dude.
3: I like how it's mostly yellow, until you get the and take it to tail to it's white.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cool looking. Well, you can't see it on the camera, but I actually can you can see through her her uh head.
3: Ooh. Oh yeah,
4: I've seen that in person. Yeah, I've seen that. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. because of
5: the
0: ears.
3: Picking back up, Alexander Stigall appreciate the additional five dollars you gave. While a winner takeoff finale is awesome, I still want to see a driver dominate and clinch championship by the Roval as well. That's special too.
4: <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, mm-hmm. co I hope. I think so.
3: <laughs> Coin spinner appreciated two dollars. How about Lane Riggs getting a top ten?
4: Yeah, yeah once again. Yeah, I I wish he would get like a full time opportunity, but hey, we'll see if it lines up. Yeah, we'll see. There's definitely
2: a chance.
3: De- definitely a chance with the connections that uh, him and him and the Riggs family have. Zach Willis appreciated the four ninety nine. Don't forget the Riley Herbs came from last as well. Did Wait, we, did he really? Did he come from last. Oh, he was in the back.
2: What?
4: Wow. That's even more impressive. Yeah, wow. I didn't know that.
3: Ross Crash Sane, appreciate the five dollars. What about the post race shenanigans from when uh from Winchester? uh between geo and Nasty, though that light model race where the where the guy got hit when he was uh, oh he got out.
4: sideswiped yeah he got sideswiped bro and i yeah, i guess that, that was um that was like one of the driver's like fathers or whatever i guess i don't know
3: see, like I, I couldn't tell did, did, did he know he was there was was he just going off and it was bad timing i, I know. don't know
4: i don't know like it could it looks like it was on purpose but then it could have been an accident i don't know well, i don't
3: like, know what exactly i didn't see what led up to that
2: so i have no idea like there's yeah, was, yeah, there was a post race It was a post-race deal. So I'm there a good reason for the two to be mad at each other. Well,
4: I guess they were arguing. I guess like you know, one guy won the race, and I guess one guy wasn't happy with how he was raced. You know, it was like one of those deals. But damn, nobody deserves to get hit. Come on now.
3: (laughs) Uh, Urban Alvarado said they announced penalties for that. So some penalties did come out of that situation. I'm a Google. (laughs) I'm nosy. Will Griffin appreciate the five dollars? Will the double zero slash ninety-eight doing well in an Xfinity series? be enough to keep shr and ford together i don't know if smoke or gene care about the nascar teams maybe jrm and shr merging
4: uh i don't know like i haven't heard it well
3: at this point i wouldn't say it happens next year
4: no not next year and as far as like the motorsport like the team's merging yeah i i don't know about that either
3: uh, Isaac, appreciate that four nine nine. Breaking news: the forty two is to be driven to Martinsville by Matt Kenseth. I'm sure Logano has missed me blowing tires in the turn one.
4: Yes, yeah, indeed.
3: <laughs> Eric wants Matt Kenseth nowhere near number forty two ever yeah. again.
4: And give uh, give Jarrett another birthday wish because that did happen on his birthday. <laughs> that was pretty cool.
2: Uh, I found this. Uh, Geo Geo was a uh, find. Three thousand dollars docked 25 points and was put on probation for all asa events the rest of the year and steven nasi got a 44 point penalty and a 4500
3: fine and was also placed on probation okay mm. that's fair i guess wow wade lamb appreciate the dollar 99 how can mtj get out of his funk
4: uh well first his crew chief his crew chief needs to stop overthinking and uh actually go for stage points and yeah i don't know maybe that's it <laughs> luck, too. I yeah, mean you can't
5: pays. blame you really can't blame anyone for the kansas deal
3: Mm-mm, no that's true that was random grid flow appreciated two dollars all sports have playoffs so why is it controversial in nascar
4: because it there's sports and then there's motor sports I've, in sports a, understand
3: yeah, how we have an older audience and they hate new things yeah and there's but, also
2: you know there's the more like just objective facts of in sports it's usually one team versus one team but in nascar it's the same for yeah. every week like it's you know it'd be like if the you know patriots and Broncos played each other all 16 games do we really need a 17th game like a playoffs like they play well, each other 16 times well you know, well both those teams they're so
4: terrible yeah we don't need to see them again yeah but my point is like between <laughs>
2: yeah. the two of them if there's the same two teams and Patriots yeah. won 10 of them it's like okay they're the better team like that's yeah. just call it there I guess that that's one it, argument it,
5: I think it's it's the big and I, I we all for different reasons whether it's playoffs or different reasons this irks all of us at different points the comparison to stick and ball sports with motorsports. There's there's so many comparisons. I guarantee each one of us has one or two comparisons to stick and ball sports that just irks us with motorsports. Where it's just oh. you cannot compare the two with one or the other, and a lot of that for fans is the playoffs as well.
4: Well, the one the one that grinds my gears all the time as well. Sixteen and zero Patriots. Ha, ha, ha. Remember ha, ha, ha. what happened? Okay, but yeah.
3: Then the last one. I think it's a very appropriate one to end off of, end on blue, Jimmy 48 fan. Appreciate $2. This is one of the guys who's been there since the very beginning of this show. I feel like blue, Jimmy goes way back on this. Cheers to another 250 episodes. Love y'all. And I thought of something. How old was I back when we first started this? I was 22 years old. I'm now 28. That means that, Likely by the time we get to another two hundred fifty episodes to five hundred, I will be approximately thirty four to thirty five years old when that happens.
5: I was twenty when I first joined. Yeah, I'm twenty six. I had just turned twenty like two or three months. I think three months before we started, and now
3: I'm about to be twenty six. So, wow, yep. yeah, pretty crazy.
1: Yep, yep. My
3: mind how the time flies when you're having fun with your friends. But seriously. I... That'll do it for episode 250. We really appreciate everyone for sticking around, supporting us through 250 episodes of this to hear what do these guys have to say on YouTube about this past weekend's race and the next race coming. Still can't believe this many people want to keep hearing what we have to say, but we're all thankful for every moment you guys spend with us there in the week. Whether you're listening on Spotify and all of our other podcasting platforms, or whether you watch live on YouTube. We appreciate everyone for your support. Join us next week, though, on Wednesday, October 25th. We'll be over on Black Flags Matter, over on his YouTube channel at 8 p.m. Eastern time. For episode 251. Yeah. Everything that happened at Homestead, and we'll get you squared away for Martinsville. I'll be at Martinsville.
4: No, not Martin. (laughs) Give it a chance. Give it a chance. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah,
3: that'll do it. Appreciate y'all stopping by. Yep.
5: Goodbye.
3: Bye, everybody.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Down. We
3: gotta go, oh, play. got to
2: get your boy. Oh. oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done with it. It's your face, that's a fail. Steve, you look beautiful. So great. Oh,